Hello, welcome to the Spider 2Y podcast. It's a podcast hosted by me, Jack, and my co-host, who is also called Jack. So we are both called Jack. We are a weekly podcast covering mostly NFL. We may cover some other sports if it crops up and pops into our field of view. But for the most part, we are British fans giving our perspective on NFL. In this week's episode, we cover a roundup of free agency, last few big names going off the board, a few names still left on the board. We also dip our toes into the Deshaun Watson case going on at the minute, uh, give our thoughts on that. And lastly, we round off the podcast with a quick 10-pick mock draft, selecting from the perspective of each owner. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Hello, Jack. Hello, Jack. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yes, I'm not too bad, man. Not too bad. Lots of good things going on in the NFL, so uh, exciting. Yeah, we had a, um, a few... Well, I was starting to think it was a bit of a uh, a slow news week, which I thought you know, we'd do a pod a bit later in the week, as there's not loads happening now after, obviously, the, the influx of free agents at the beginning. Mm. And then just by luck, obviously we had a, a big bit of news just dropped yeah. before we decided to record this. So, um, well, that's worked out pretty well. Yeah. So, so what I was going to start with, obviously, we'll we'll get to we'll get to that that sort of new exciting news because it will it is it's going to have a, quite a a shakedown effect of you know things like drafts and stuff like that. Um, so we'll get to that in a minute. But what I was going to start with, with obviously free agency kicking off the other week. Obviously, it's sort of coming, it's slowing down a little bit now. Is there any standout ones from the last week that you kind of caught your eye or anything of interest? Um, yeah, I mean, the Giants have been busy. Obviously, we we recorded before the Golladay thing went down. Um I think I did say actually in the, in last week's pod that I thought that uh, the, the Golladay thing made a lot of sense for the Giants. Not saying that I should be a GM or anything, but you know. <laughs> so that's a prediction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not that it wasn't everywhere, but yeah. So that that went down. I thought that was a good move. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people suggesting they might have overpaid for him a little bit. I know you were a bit skeptical about the price tag, and I was too. But. Um, I, I still think it's a good move for them. Um, they needed to get better at wide receiver. Um, I also really like their pickup of uh, Adoree Jackson. Um, from uh, for, uh, He was a free agent with the Titans last year. I know he's had some injury problems, but um, yeah, I, th- I think that was a good good pickup. They got Logan Ryan from the Titans last year, who, pl- who played well in New York. Um, so I guess him teaming up with... Uh, with another guy I know he was quite instrumental in getting Adoree Jackson there as well Um, right only played three games last year which um, which is a bit of a worry I think it was a knee injury Um, and uh, yeah but and so so that was a bit of I guess you could say that's a bit of a worry but um, by all accounts a a pretty good you know a pretty good cornerback Um, he he was a first round pick in 2017 um so yeah and and a return guy as well so uh, so he can get involved with the kick returns and things like that so um mm. yeah I, got, I quite they, like that. 
the one that kind of fly, flies under the radar for me all the time is James Bradbury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like where he all of a sudden was just a cornerback, you know, like a top 10 cornerback. Yeah. And I know sometimes that is how the, obviously it progresses, but I, I can't say I really sort of, he was on my radar until, you know, last season, the season before. No. So they potentially, they've got, and, and their, their, their defense was looking pretty, it wasn't like crazy, but it was very solid. It was kind of Colts like. It was definitely, so, yeah, there was definitely a, a big improvement on, on previous years. And, you know, they, they had a lot of, they had a lot to deal with last year as well. Obviously Saquon went out early doors. Mm. Um, if he can come back and be Saquon Barkley again, I think, you know, they're in such a, um, I, you know, I hate to use the word easy, but it's, it's a weird, weird, um, weird division, isn't it? The, the NFC East. So it's really, well, anyone's apart from the Eagles, I think, but, um, yeah, so I, I think that you know, I think they've done well in building, building, building something there. As you say, the defense definitely improved, and uh, and I, I'm looking forward to they seeing what of, they look like. Well, they kind of put themselves in a position to pretty much show whether Daniel Jones is the guy, because it's like they've, you know, like you say, if you get Saquon back healthy next year, which I really hope he is, because he has had a bit of a bumpy bumpy ride so far since he came into the league and obviously the expectations are sky high because of who he is and we have seen it it's just it seems that his career so far has been sort of spotted with injuries um but you know adding Golladay to that offense and obviously the defense was pretty solid add another piece it's now kind of like can Daniel Jones do it if he can't I guess at least they then are set up ready to slot someone in, whether that's someone they get on the free agent market or whether a trade or whether they look to draft someone in, you know, the next couple of years, but they've kind of set themselves up quite nicely to just put the spotlight on that really without actually saying, you know, look, it's down to Daniel Jones to prove himself or not, but absolutely, I think we're going to know, aren't we? Yeah. And, and, They'll, obviously, they, I don't think they would come out and say it like that, but I, I think that's exactly what they're doing. You know, you've you've got to find out this year, I guess. Before it would it be next year? They have to pay, start thinking about whether they're going to pay him. Um, you know, I think he was first round, wouldn't he? So they had they'd have an option on his contract. So, but they're going to have to at, at some point in the not too distant future, they're going to have to start thinking about whether they pay Daniel Jones to be their guy, and. Um, and I don't really think they've given him enough to to prove that he is yet. Um, I, you know, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because he doesn't he does a lot of really frustrating things, and then he he shows some flashes of of good stuff too. But um, yeah, I think that they're basically they're basically saying, right, Daniel Jones, go and prove that we should we should pay you and we should make you our guy. Otherwise. Um, Otherwise, we we need to reset again, and they could they could look at doing that next year. I think they pick eleventh in the draft um, this year. So again, you know, it, they're in a really good position to add another uh, another good piece, wh- whatever that is. I'm sure we'll come on to that at some point. But um, yeah, I think they they're in a good spot. Yeah. So he was obviously the main the main name to come off the board really for the wide receivers yeah. obviously closely followed up by uh, obviously Will Fuller going to Dolphins yeah 
Um, Juju taking a slightly odd contract going back to Steelers. Ty has gone back to the Colts, which I, I'm, I'm 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 fine with that. I think that's the best move for all parties involved, really. Um, and then Deshaun Jackson going to the Rams. I mean, I, I'm not sure it's even worth. Is there any tread left on the tires at this point? Uh, I, yeah, I'm skeptical about that. Um, you know, he he's always got, he's got that big play in his locker, and he and and teaming him up with a guy like Stafford is perfect for that because Stafford's got a great arm, but. Um, yeah, man, he's he's he he hasn't proved that he can still still you know do it. And you know, a seventeen game season next year, so you know, I I don't I don't think he's got that in his locker. Maybe you know, maybe they'll keep him as a as a guy to to roll out when they when they want something happening. But um, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. I I um the Juju one was interesting to me. Um, what did you think? I think. That he's, um, I, I don't know whether he's like scared to go anywhere else because I think he's to expose him. Yeah, exactly. I think he's realised that he's not the the guy. You know, like he's he's a really good number two receiver, um, and I think the Steelers know that, and he knows that, and he's kind of like, right, I'm in a good spot here. Whereas if he went and signed with someone else, and they they're like right we're getting juju to be our guy i think he, like the all of, yeah yeah exactly yeah the ravens because that's what they need mm, yeah and it's going to be like okay cool we need a number a legit number one receiver and obviously he would never admit this but i don't i'm not sure he wants that smoke like no, i don't know no. if he wants to be because the ravens need a, a legit alpha one receiver and I, I personally don't i think juju is a great receiver i just don't think well a great's probably even too I think he's a good, solid, he's solid receiver. He's, yeah, he's solid. He's a solid guy, but he's not. He's not the. He's not going to be the number one option on the team. Like even look, look at what um look at what the Steelers have put around him now. Like they've got Claypool, who who I think will be their, you know, their number one guy. Um, so yeah, I, I think Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Deontay Johnson as well. I think if if I'm honest, I I was disappointed from a point of view of um. I don't know whether I'm not saying I wanted him to be exposed, but I I don't know whether I've I've necessarily always really I, I know he did that thing last season with the whole, he got in a bit of hot water about the whole dancing on teams logos and stuff and I just it's a bit of a it's just annoyed me a bit and I was like right go out and get exposed but um that's not happening now so probably a smart move from him I'd say um and then I guess touch on the Will Fuller thing as well um we all know what happened last season. <laughs> having the season of his life and uh there was obviously a reason for that but uh yeah <laughs> but um yeah i i again like, i think i think he could be a good pickup for the dolphins uh, he's he's always shown um he's always shown flashes in houston isn't he but um the big thing again for him was uh was injury concern um and he he looked healthy last year but mm. maybe there's a big asterisk by that now it, it it does beg the question, doesn't it? Like it is too much of a coincidence that the one season he was healthy and playing at the best consistent football of his of his career was the season that he's got. He, he got yeah, he got popped for Mexican supplements. Um, yeah. I, I, I I but you have seen the talents there. It's just been the health because it's like you see, you know, 
he was almost he was a speedy version, not quite as good in contested catch as DeAndre Hopkins, but he was grabbing balls, you know, that were pretty hard to catch deep. And it's like you have seen that ability. Um, so I, I I hope it's I hope it, it wasn't that. And I hope he can generally stay healthy um, next year. I think he's still got a, a one game to serve as a ban at the yeah, start one. of the next season. Yeah, just one. Yeah. But it it, it definitely potentially changes where Miami, uh, you know, are going um, in their draft. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't put too much thought into it, but yeah. It's they they I, I guess because of who Miami are coached by Brian, Brian Flores, I just he seems to have some of that Belichickian style in where it's just like I can't see them splashing on a, a high draft receiver. Um, well, yeah, like I mean, obviously things have now moved around a little bit, but they were at three, mm. and um, I mean taking a receiver at three anyway is is a bold yeah, move it's, yeah it's rich no matter how much of a talent the, the guy is um so yeah as you say is it was flores who's you know grown under belichick gonna do something like that i don't know but um yeah be interesting to see again it's kind of like putting more around tour in it and seeing if seeing if he's the guy i, I guess as well mm-hmm. I, know, I know they've obviously we, we don't want to make assumptions about tour too soon because um it's really early days but um yeah, that he needed he needed more help. Yeah, I, I I'm not out on tour yet. I no. think it's been a bit harsh. I definitely don't think he was. I think he was overhyped coming in because obviously you know, it used to be tank for tour, didn't it? That was the you know that was the saying a few years ago, whatever it was. Um, I don't think I, but I do think there's there's enough talent there for him to be a, a good solid starting quarterback. Um, I just don't think he was as good as people were expecting. It sort of probably explains the seesaw in opinion. People were so high on him that it's only can go down after that. Whereas I think if you were a bit more level-headed about him, I'm still fine with him. I didn't expect that much of him. So my expectations aren't rock bottom for him. But I think it's, you know, it says, it shows that Miami, uh, you know, are wanting to try and help him as much as possible and put stuff around him. Absolutely. and and also I think with Tua as well he um, obviously won't go down this road too much but he his uh, draft stock definitely fell um, after that injury um, so you know maybe maybe teams did see him as a bit more of like a project guy I I hope that's what Miami saw him as because um, you know he's definitely got talent like he's you know there's no doubt about that you could. You just have to go back and watch his film in college and to see that he's mm. got a lot of talent. But um, yeah, I think I think another another weapon for him again if he stays healthy. And there's other things I think they can do at that position in the draft that would help him even more. Yeah, I think I think they almost they're on they're on that unfortunate bubble of they kind of overachieved a bit too soon, Miami, and now the expectations are high. Whereas if I think if you sort of step back and sort of look at the wider picture they still need a lot of pieces um they obviously were coached up really well they played well as a team but they're still pretty devoid of talent yeah um, they lost van noy got... didn't they as well this year yeah so well, yeah they he... paid him yeah and now he's gone back to the patriots yeah so and the what... patriots get a, a comp pick for him yeah so that works out pretty well for them <laughs> yeah. and then i guess the the last one i wanted to just run by you i think just to wrap up the the free agents was Andy Dalton to the Bears. <laughs> give, give me your take on that. Next. 
I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. Um, look, do you see that they, they put up a, a Q, they put you know QB one QB1, on, on their, one, their yeah. Instagram. Yeah, people are <laughs> people are livid. I think with that, but um, oh look, man, you know he's 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 all right, isn't he? He's he'll do a job mm. there. Um, he'll probably be more consistent than Trubisky was, but I don't. I, it's not a it's not a step up. It's not a step up at no, all, it's... is it? And and they're not in a position. Is it still this year? They don't have a first round pick. Um, um from the yeah, it must uh, be. I can't yeah. see. How... No, yeah, like a little Mac trade still. Yeah, yeah, it must be. So um, yeah, they're not going to get anyone in the first round, are they? So I I don't know. It was it was looking like um, I think we briefly touched on it last week. They were in the market for Russell Wilson. They may still be. Just depends what happens there. Um, maybe they'll have a run at Watson, but I don't know whether they've got enough in the bank to to have a run at that either. Or again, we'll come on to it. What's going to happen there? But look, I, he did all right, didn't he, for the Cowboys when <laughs> when he had to take over last year? He's just it's just so unexciting. And um, if I was a, an out and out Bears fan, I would be. Um, I think I'd be quite annoyed, to be honest. Uh, you know, there was there was other guys I think they could have gone for, um, or, or you know, they could have tried to do something to get get up in the draft a bit. But you know, as I say, he'll he'll do a job, gets them out of having to pay Trubisky anymore, and uh, go from there. I think they've still got Foles as well, though, haven't they, on their books? So mm. Foles and Dalton in your quarterback room is that's be one and be one. That is painful, I think. Yeah. There. You know. so that's bad. You've gone from, you know, having uh, say what you like about Trubisky. He was, at, you know, until I think last year or the year before the shine sort of wore off, you at least had a young quarterback that had some potential. Mm. Obviously, it seems like that potential was reached a few years back, but you've gone from that to to aging quarterbacks that are probably backups on most teams. I just yeah. for bear, I feel well, for, they I feel are. They're backups. Yeah, they're backups on any team i think you know it falls obviously I, I know that i know that he won the super bowl with philadelphia oh. but that was system that wasn't quarterback i mean and also you know some great play down down the stretch i'm sure but um oh, yeah and then and dalton he's just been i think the around the nfl guys use the dalton, yeah. Sign, don't the dalton they? scale yeah the dalton scale yeah so it's like if you're above that you're you're, you're going to be yeah. better than average if you're below that you're going to be worse than yeah. average. he is that he is the median isn't he's he? just bang average yeah and I, I think guy just on sort of touching on the foals thing I, I i probably expressed it a bit on the last podcast but i just really want to double down on that i'm not into the fitzpatrick signing because it's like have people forgotten that how bad he's been for most of his career <laughs> Yeah. Like I, what, why everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, you know, great signing, you know, good signing for Washington. You know, I'm like, sure, he will do some good things and he will make some highlights. But it's like when people got excited about Foles, you know, oh, Foles, you know, he's really solid. You know, he can come in, you stand big in the pocket. You know, he's not afraid to take a hit. And I'm like, but what about all the other crap? Like, it's, mm. I, it's not that good. I think the Washington signing Fitzpatrick is only a marginal step up from someone signing foals yeah but also i think as well if they want to draft someone this year which they they may well do um we 
you've just seen the the whole thing of Fitzpatrick's going to be playing with Tua and kind of being his mentor. Now, obviously, we don't see what we don't see what happens in the locker room. We don't see what kind of relationship they had, but that really didn't work out, did it? Because that he doesn't want to be a mentor. No, and also the fans immediately go right. Let's get Fitz Fitzpatrick on. He you know, throws a blind pass downfield from behind his back through his legs or whatever he does once, you know, once a season. And then, and then, you know, no one wants to give Tua a chance anymore. So I don't think having Fitzpatrick there is a good situation for a rookie quarterback either. So um, Not unless they're going to bench him for the first year. But if we're talking about, if we're talking about shit quarterback moves, I... I can't believe you haven't mentioned Flacco to the Eagles yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's... but maybe it's just best not to mention it. The worst, the, the worst thing about that though is it's probably going to create as much controversy as Wentz. Yeah, bit and Wentz yeah, and yeah. Jalen hurts because well, because he's also he's an Eagles fan. Like he grew up an Eagles yes, fan, yeah. which which immediately you know, will endear him to that fan base. I, I was uh, fortunate enough to break the news to my brother-in-law the other day. And <laughs> that guy was pissed. He's an Eagles fan, by the way. Uh, but yeah, he was pissed. Yeah, not a good one. I mean, just, I guess then to round up on that, there is a few guys still left on the market. We have a few big names, Melvin Ingram, mm-hmm. AB, Jadavion Clowney, Richard Sherman, but they, I think, I guess they all fit in the same kind of box, don't they? Like superstars that aren't really superstars at this point in their career. They're a bit older, some with injury history, cough, cough, Jadavian Clowney. Is that, do any of them excite you? Melvin Ingram does. I think he can still do a decent job. Um, 32 now. um, And he did miss a lot of last season. Yeah, he missed a lot last season. Apparently, he's missed twelve games since two thousand nineteen. So that's, yeah, that's that is a lot. That's but, a chunk. Um, but he's still got you know when when you watch him when you watch him play. I know we were watching like um, Hard Knocks. He seems like a really good guy to have um, have around as well. Like you know, um, so yeah, I, I think I'm he's a good of, one. I'm kind of surprised that he he's left the job. I guess I I just envisioned him being you know the the, you know, he was obviously a, a good player for the Chargers and still is probably a, a decent player. And I just, you know, like you say, you see him on hard knocks. He has a good, he's got a good energy about him. He's a good influence for the younger guys. Obviously, he has a good partnership on, with Joey Bosa being on the other side. I didn't, I guess I envisioned him just chilling there for a bit, even if he was injured. Yeah, I don't know if he's, you know, if he's looking for more money or whatever. I can't see him getting a big splash at this point. Well, there was that bit in Hard Knocks, wasn't there? He was really, um, he was really. I think he was really happy for Joey Bosa, but he really made a thing of Joey Bosa's new contract. Now, now I don't know he whether did. that's just something that happens in the NFL. I'm sure it is. You know, a guy yeah. comes in when he's just signed a massive contract. Everyone's like, oh, here comes money bags, whatever. But he made a thing of that, and um, so, so yeah, maybe that is maybe. And you know, at his age as well, you, you can't blame him. He's got probably one one payday left, so get out and get it mm, yeah no i don't i don't blame him and like i said he seems like a nice guy he seems like a good guy to have on someone's team yeah um but i guess yeah, the only guess other one with me... um oh sorry go on 
No, yeah, well, I was going to say the only one I think to me out of that list of guys left there, obviously there is more guys, but these are the, obviously the names that stood out to me as the bigger names is AB. I yeah. think he has still got some use. It's kind of crazy how quickly, I know it's been a year or two since obviously he kind of fell off the cliff personally, but it's amazing that he's, I'd like to see how much of his like physical ability is still left because you, you you wouldn't I mean he was the one of the best receivers in the league before obviously it all went tits up so it'd be interesting to see how much of that is still left in there aside from obviously the personal issues um where he goes I don't really know I'm not really sure who kind of needs him uh, at this point it's I'm I surprised it, he's not gone back to Tampa yeah and I think it says quite a lot that he hasn't you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe that because I'd I don't know whether you saw they they re-signed Fournette today as well. Yeah. Now I don't That's know amazing. whether. Yeah. So I don't know whether it's that. Um, obviously, there's got to be some sacrifice in that. You can't just keep paying everyone. Um, but I think it says a lot that um, if he doesn't go back there, maybe that's maybe that's it for him. I can't I can't see no one. I can't see no one taking a chance on a guy like AB. But then, you know it. it it's that risk reward thing, isn't it? Like, because mm. there's so much. What does he like, really bring to the table at this point? Yeah, so much that comes with That's it. Not... And again, I know I keep mentioning hard knocks, um, but like watching the Raiders series, um, was it last year? I, they're, they're, year before. It was like a circus, man. Yes. Like, it was ridiculous. I just. He, yeah. He, he did seem to tone it down, though, last year. Maybe that was just because he was under Brady's wing a little bit, but. Yeah, and also I think he realised that it was, you know, probably like last chance saloon kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he was still relatively productive last year. Like he, you know, wasn't. Um, I think it's saying here he got. Um, so he played eight regular season games with uh, 483 yards. So it's not too bad considering the amount he of weapons. They, yeah, and the amount of weapons they have on that team. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I think I said it last week when we were talking about it that. Uh, I think his best fit is almost to go back to Buck, but I'm almost hopeful he doesn't because I really want to see Godwin flourish. You know, like he, you know, he he's he did a little bit in spurts last season, but the year before, obviously with Jameis, you know, throwing it around the yard, he obviously was he. I don't know he finished. I know in a fan, in fantasy terms, he finished like number two or three, you know, receiver on the year, and so he's clearly got the ability, and I would love to see him in a second season with Brady fully healthy and just refine it down. I know it's nice to have weapons, but I think it's also nice to sometimes refine it down to your, you know, your, your handful of go-to guys. And that should be, in my opinion, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, a break or, you know, um, Gronk maybe. I don't know if it's Gronk signed yet. Yeah, Gronk signed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, just... They've literally brought everyone back apart yeah, from AB. it's actually crazy. You know, Rojo, Leonard yeah. Fournette, and I think, you know, keep it at them. I think AB, although he does add something to the mix, it's not something they necessarily need unless someone gets injured. It's a luxury, so, isn't it? Yeah, but then they've, they've still yeah. got some young guys like, you know, like Scotty Miller and stuff. You know, he's he's going to... If, if you sign a guy like AB, that takes away from him, doesn't it? And, exactly. Um, yeah, no. I think the only other I, um, option for AB at this point is if Seattle make a bit of a U-turn and come back for him because I know they've been interested in him before um, and 
I know like Russ is quite keen for it to happen. So I don't know whether possibly the Seattle try and keep Russ happy thing is going to try is going to kick off and and maybe you know he goes to Seattle on a one year deal. Um, I mean, depends, I guess, whether they're still holding that flame for Josh Gordon. <laughs> yeah, flag football. <laughs> flag football. Yeah, I mean, by Josh Gordon. It's time. I think it's time to let that one go. Yeah. As much as we all want to see Josh Gordon, obviously, have his comeback and. Yeah, know, sad. Live up to the potential, but come on now. I think can't it's time get, to uh, get shit together, man. Yeah, uh, so I guess then to round up our news for the week, um, we've obviously got a bit of an elephant in the room with what's going on with Deshaun Watson and whatever that guy is, Busby's name. Yeah, I guess I. I, I mean, I, I'll say what I think briefly just before passing it over to you. And I, I'm sure you probably have a similar opinion on it that I don't have a huge opinion on it right now. At first, it seemed like a, a typical kind of cash grab, um, trying to exploit a star. Maybe they've done something, maybe they haven't, but, you know, kind of put put the heat on them a little bit. And it, it seemed almost too convenient as well with obviously what's been going on with the trade stuff. And, you know, they seem to be at loggerheads. And obviously I know this lawyer has some sort of connection to the Texas, um, the Texans kind of big wigs. Um, and then obviously it, it, the more it's kind of unfolded, it just seems like there can't be that much smoke without some sort of fire. And I know he, he has said he's denied most of it, but has said that some of it happened, which that's kind of bad in itself. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think we'll wait until we get some further information on it. Maybe we never will. I don't know. Sometimes obviously this stuff gets settled outside of court and, you know, privately and whatnot. So I, I don't really know. I don't have a solid opinion on it, but it doesn't, it doesn't look great. And I, I don't know what it does for Deshaun Watson's trade value at this point. Like, no, I don't think anyone's going to trade for him right now. No, I think it he could be, he yeah. could be suspended next year. Well, this is it. So there's, um, I was listening to, I think, uh, Mike Florio talking about it earlier. And he was, um, he was using the Antonio Brown thing actually as an example. Um, there's this commissioner's exempt list or something, um, which means he could be suspended, but still the team still has to pay him. So, you know, whatever team was thinking about trading for him, you know, they don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this could also, this could turn into criminal charges, you know, like it's at the moment, it's, um, I think it's, yeah, he's been sued and that, you know, as you say, far too many, um, far too many accounts now to, for, for it to be, uh, for us to just sit here and dismiss it because something's obviously yeah. happened, but, yeah, um, definitely. but whatever team is, you know, would have gone after him could now be in a position where if they do trade for him, he could be, you know, you know say he misses the whole season, but they've still got to pay him. I think he's due, yeah. I think he's due 10 million next year. And then I think that goes up the year after that. So, you know, it's, it's a sticky situation, man. And I, I really hope it gets sorted. I really hope, obviously I, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to take take a side or a view on it either way yet until we know more. But um, 
I hope for everyone's sake it gets sorted um, because mm. yeah, it's it's messy. But that um, that lawyer guy, um, yeah, man. he's a, a dickhead, right? Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, it I think that's Clown, the problem. Man. Is it, I'm struggling to sympathise with that side of things, and it. it because of the person representing them yeah yeah and it, that shouldn't be the case you know if it is true then i obviously they have all of my sympathy mm. but it's hard to kind of get behind a a cause you know if if deshaun watson is you know some sort of sexual predator in obviously air quotes um and he's doing these things which are obviously not cool and you know potentially uncomfortable to some people and some in some cases abusive to that extent it just doesn't help when it doesn't warm people to your sort of, you know, your, um, your side when you've got a douchebag representing you, who's all over social. Like, I, I guess it, it's maybe it's more of an American thing than it is Britain, but you just can't imagine like a, you know, an, a premier league player involved in this and their, their solicitor or representing them saying, you know, all over social media. Mm. Like, yeah, it just I'd... seems bizarre. But I think even from, you know, from their point of view, it's that I think. You know, I was say listening to Floria about it earlier, and he was getting quite hot on the hot on it because, um, you know, it's it's embarrassing. I think it's also, yeah, as, as you say, like for the for the women involved, um, who have, you know, found, by the sounds of it, been through something horrific, um, and then this, you know, idiot is just dragging everything on social media and and things like that, and. You know, he was making comments about it. he lives on the same road, apparently, or the same neighborhood as the Texans owner. And he claimed he claims that he's, you know, doesn't know him. He didn't know them. Yeah. He didn't know who they were. Yeah. And it's that's just clearly. Yeah, bullshit. Come on, man. Like, yeah. yeah. Give it a rest. So, yeah, yeah the, the it's whole, messy, man. It is. The whole thing. It makes me feel I said to you the other day, it, it, it makes me uncomfortable. And I guess it at first it was an it was it was uncomfortableness that Deshaun Watson was involved in this because it's just like he just does not seem like that kind of guy, yeah. and it's almost disappointing because at first I thought oh well this will blow over this is obviously got, you know one of them things that pops up conveniently to you know smear his name a bit maybe drop his trade value and and then it's sort of oh god there could be some truth to this and it's like no you know I really like Deshaun Watson and. I was really excited to see him potentially go to like, you know, but hopefully I was really wanting him to be traded to someone like the Panthers or the Niners or someone like that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's a unfortunate, it, it's unfortunately real um, to what extent we don't really know. And um, we'll have to wait for some more evidence to come forward and see what happens really. But yeah, it's just unfortunate because it's not it's not good on on any side you know it's not good on his on for his sort of reputation on his side and obviously not good for potentially these women that have been affected absolutely it it is just messy and Um, it seems as well now that um you know if the niners were in the market (laughs) maybe they're not anymore uh no because well well you know it sounds sounds obvious but you know they've just traded up to get the yeah I think that brings us quite neatly onto off of the Deshaun Watson subject because I know. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't trying to change the subject. (laughs) No, no, no. I I just, I I was thinking myself because it's just, I feel you kind of have to touch on it, but ultimately we don't know enough about it to really 
cast too much of a strong opinion. But that being said, the Niners obviously made some moves today, along with Dolphins and Eagles, to trade up to the third pick, um, which I guess potentially says what they thought about the likelihood of getting to Sean Watson. Um, I mean, where, it, it's almost one of them picks. It puts you in third spot. So they clearly have an idea of who they're going after. What I mean, who do you think they're looking at? Because it's it can't, I think any team realistically has to probably understand Lawrence is one for sure. Yeah. And I think the general consensus is that Wilson's two. So they must have someone else in mind. Well, this is, so this is where it gets interesting, I think, because, so an article I read earlier suggested that um, the Eagles were, dead set on moving up to three because they had heard that the Jets weren't going to take Zach Wilson at two and they wanted to take Jack Wilson. So the Eagles sent their offensive coordinator and their um, QB coach to Wilson's pro day. So I think they were looking seriously at, you know, can we get, can we get Zach Wilson? Can we trade up to get that third pick? Um, And that, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe the Dolphins wanted too much. Um, and But the, the 49ers picked them to the third pick anyway. So the 49ers um, get the third pick and gave up their 12th pick overall. Um, their, their, um, their third round pick uh, this year and two future first round picks, which seems quite rich, but they've obviously mm. seen something they like. Whether that is they've heard that they can get Wilson or whether they're looking at, you know, Fields or Lance or whoever. Um, no. Or Mac, yeah. Um, I don't know, but I thought that was quite interesting that, that Philly were, were wanting to move up to three to get Zach Wilson and not trying to move up to two to get Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean... I think that's yeah. an interesting situation. I guess... I guess the conversation potentially was had though with the Jets, right? Teams must, must yeah. have called them to mm. say, you know, look, you know, what's the chance of us getting the number two pick? And they've obviously said not a chance, which I think probably if those, we don't know if those conversations have happened, but if they have, then it, I think that's a massive sign that the Jets are taking a quarterback at number two. Because oh. otherwise, that you'd move out of that spot. If you're going to keep Darnold, you'd yeah. move out of that spot. I don't get me wrong. I think that. I think that is what they should do. I, I, I think do, they yeah. should take Zach Wilson. Um, yeah. I, I really do. But um, yeah, I thought it was just interesting. So now 49ers at three, where Dolphins were, where the Dolphins were, um, I, I think they go quarterback there, and I think, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems to be a lot more buzz about Lance than anyone else at the moment. Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what you. That, think that. I, I think that Matt Wilson would probably fit what they're doing right now in terms of he's he's going to be a better version of um, Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's almost it fits um, really Mac well. Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could drop Mac Jones mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and you know the the weird thing I was thinking about the Forty ers is they're quite young. And it's hard. You, you sometimes forget that because obviously they went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But you know, they Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, um, 
obviously Nick most Bosa, most well, yeah, most my boy Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've got young, they, their core is young, mm-hmm. and so they because it's almost like oh, you know, do they really want to draft like a rookie quarterback because you know they were they're only a couple of pieces away from the Super Bowl, and it's like well, if you actually think about it, the core of their team is really young. They obviously need they need some cornerback help and, and a few more pieces on the defense side at this point um, because obviously they've had a a few people go but it does it weirdly makes sense for them to either not take a quarterback and also take a quarterback a, a rookie quarterback so I I don't I'm not sure who Mac Jones makes the most sense mm. in terms of what they're used to playing with. But maybe yeah. they don't want to play that way. Anymore. Well, yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the that's the I think what makes it quite interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, but they came. I think they came out straight after they did the trade and were like, you know, Garoppolo's yeah. still our guy, you know. And it's yeah, it's sure. like you know, calm down, don't say that because that just makes yeah. it, that just makes it even more suspicious. But the uh, fact that you've said it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and then, it's like, let's be real, like you've traded up to number three, yeah. Who 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 is it that you're planning on getting? That you you know you don't need a pits. You don't really need a receiver. I mean, sure they could do a receiver. They're not going to spend a number three pick on it. Especially not, not when you're giving away you know two two future first round picks as well. Like they're going to get something that's franchise changing in their opinion. Yeah, that's so. Who do you think it's going to be? Um, if I had to guess right now, I'd say Trey. Who, who do you, who do you, who do you think it will be and who do you want it to be? I want it to be Justin Fields, but then I want Justin Fields to be something that he might not be, according to a lot of people now. But um, I want it to be Justin Fields. I'd like to see him. I think Shanahan is like the perfect coach for any young quarterback, but I'd like to see him with, with Fields. But I, I think um, I think it will be Trey Lance. I think they, they'll go for, in my opinion. Just mm. just from things that I've read, and you know, I'm no expert, so what do I know? Cool. Yeah. No. I I I I I think I agree that I would love it to be Fields. Obviously, I have a slight vested interest in him. Um. So it's hard not it's hard not to be biased, isn't it? When yeah, you're watching definitely. these guys, yeah. and when I try and watch some of the film on them. And, you know, you listen to anyone that knows what they're doing and they say, you know, you have to you have to watch them neutrally and not care whether they, you know, they're good or bad. Turn it on and just see what happens. I, I, I can't. I wouldn't make a very good scout because. No, but that's the difference, I think, between taking it in as a fan and, and taking mm. it in as, um, you know, someone like Sims or whatever, who who is there. You know, and as Sims said, you know, he wants to work in the game for, mm. you know, the future. So it's like. Um, it's in his best interest to get it right, but uh, yeah, yeah, as as a fan, you know, you have yeah. your, you have your guys that you you root for, and I I definitely yeah. Fields is one of those guys for me. But um, yeah, I guess the other side of this as well is the Eagles movement. Yeah, so they're twelfth um, now. So they yeah they have moved to twelfth, um, and it seems like they weren't getting a lot at first but they they are getting a future first round pick as well so just from having a quick look i know we spoke about Wentz last week but if Wentz takes the colts to the playoffs the eagles have got three first round picks next year Mm. so you know that is and and they're still they're still in the top 15 of the draft this year so you know you're not going to get 
you know, hopefully, well, <laughs> Harry Roseman's making the decision, so you might mm. get you might get someone dodge of it. Um, Who knows? Yeah, I don't know, but then you know, maybe maybe a Caleb Farley's still there, or a Patrick Sertan is still there, or um, you know, or a Micah Parsons or something like that. I doubt it, but maybe. I, I think it seems that by by trading back, you're 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 sort of saying we're not going to go. You know, we we wanted something up there but we're not going to get it now so we'll we'll settle for filling holes and and i think without looking at receiver and quarterback i think two glaring holes in their team are uh, at cornerback and at linebacker their linebacking core is tragic well so, yeah um, that's yeah. shocking so there's a lot of teams are yeah but then then if they can if they can um you, you know, get three first round picks next year, then then that's a, a good position to be in, isn't it? And and who knows? They mm. might they might have the first overall pick at this rate as well, depending on what they, what they play like. <laughs> they fucking but, could be. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think the Texans have got something to say about that. Yeah, true. <laughs> be fighting. Yeah, they'll be fight. stealing our first round pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I think. Um, right, yeah. I I think it's uh, it's an interesting day and some of the moves have completely obviously we've mocked a few times over the last couple of months but it completely changes obviously now with some of these moves which um uh yeah it's exciting times absolutely okay so that brings us neatly on to our next section of the show where we're going to spin through our mock draft fairly quickly we're going to take one pick each you can give obviously a quick brief summary of why you've taken that person we're going to do it on the presumption of if we were the gm this is the person we'd be picking obviously we probably have other like we say bias or you know i would prefer them to take this person but we're going to pick on behalf of the gm who we sort of think they should take cool cool let's do okay, it right so I shall start because I am the leader <laughs> and I like the Jacksonville Jaguars a tad more than I do the Jets. Um, but this is pretty much a no brainer. I think you're going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Obviously the, the floor is extremely high. The ceiling is pretty high. Arguably Zach Wilson's could be a little bit higher, but yeah, I just don't think you can go wrong with Trevor Lawrence. He's been the man at Clemson. And I think he'll be the man at the Jags. I think obviously they still need to surround him with a few more pieces here and there, but I like the idea of him throwing to Shark, throwing to a few other. James Robinson obviously showed up last year. They've still got a few nice pieces on defense. Obviously Josh Allen. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the easy option and take Trevor Lawrence. What a what a shock! I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah okay so if I'm the Jets here I said it earlier but if I'm the Jets here I'm taking Zach Wilson um, I think that new coach let's start again you know um, I like Darnold um, and I feel bad for Darnold doing this if I'm the GM but um, you know they could get some they could get some something in return for Darnold whether that's you know future capital or capital in this draft um, I, yeah, Zach Wilson seems to be 
seems to be a very talented young man. Um, slightly, I guess the, the size ca- has come up as a, a potential issue, but um, it just seems like a, a you know a great talent. Um, you know, PFF have him listed as a more creative Baker Mayfield, and if that's the case, then um, then I think the Jets will be in in good hands. So yeah, that's where I'm going if I'm the Jets. Okay, uh, number three, obviously the the newly jumped in San Francisco 49ers in place of Miami Dolphins, which obviously completely shakes things up because we I think it's pretty evident they're going for a quarterback. So if I am, is it John Lynch? Who's there? Yeah, I think so. John Lynch. If I'm John Lynch, I'm going to say John Lynch because it sounds right anyway. <laughs> yeah. If I am them, him. I'm going to be taking Justin Fields. I think obviously there is a potential toss up between. I, I I honestly think they could go Mac Jones because, like I said, I think it's similar into what they've been doing if that's what they want to do. But as you said, they could be thinking, please let's fucking get off Jimmy Garoppolo. He's holding our team back. You know, he's unathletic. Um, but I, I think they should go Justin Fields. Um, so that's who I'm picking with number three. Also, just to add to that, I think. It's a great position for Fields to land in as well. Um, you know, a really good mm. coach. And also, you know, yeah, Garoppolo is a problem at, at times, but he did take that team to the Super Bowl. You know, I know it was, uh, you know, you, the defence did <laughs> a lot of the legwork. But, um, yeah, so it's so he, Justin Fields goes there. He doesn't need to play day one. No. So yeah, I, 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 I completely agree with you. I think it's such a great situation for him to land in. Because he clearly has the raw talent. I think it just needs to be refined a little bit. But what a system to go into. Kyle Shanahan's system that will just literally offer you up throws on the plate. And a lot of it's short. You know, so a lot of it's um, slants, a lot of it's end arounds, you know, wide receiver screens. And most of it's run game. So, and he can run. So, yeah. I mean, implement that. I mean, it's, it's it, it sounds like Kyle Shanahan's just wet dream. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, so number four, Falcons. If Fields was still on the board, I would have gone Fields here. Just full disclosure, but um, he's as not. He, as he's not. Um, if I'm the Falcons, I'm taking Caleb Farley here. Um, a lot of reports coming out about Caleb Farley now being, you know, an absolute um, monster. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Chris Sims talked a little bit about him in his rankings the other day, um, you know, saying that he, he actually said, I don't think I've ever evaluated a cornerback like this before. Um, and, you know, Chris Sims was doing that job when Jalen Ramsey came out and he even mentioned Ramsey in that conversation. If Caleb Farley is, you know, even some of that player, you you go you go here you you take him here. I think the Falcons need a lot of help on defense. Um, and, and they've also obviously got AJ Terrell from last year. Yeah, two nice young corners to build on. Absolutely, and you know maybe that means that in in the real world they don't do this. But um, if I'm them, I think that's what I'm doing. Mm, yeah, nice pick. Um, so that would lead us on to number five, which would be. Cincinnati Bungles. Um, I, I, I don't. I, a lot of people spec, speculating about obviously them taking a wide receiver. I personally just don't see it. 
Um, as we sort of spoke before, you've got Tyler Boyd, who is really solid. T Higgins, who I've loved for a while, obviously being a Clemson boy. And Auden Tate. Like, you've got a, a nice, solid wide receiver core there. Why spend a number five pick on another guy when there's there's it's quite a deep receiver class? You can probably pick one up second round, third round. And as we've seen in history, quite often the best ones aren't picked till the second or third round anyway. So I think it's too rich to take a wide receiver here. And I, I don't personally agree with a lot of people mocking them to take a wide receiver. Um, I'm going to play it safe and take Penny still. I just think he, yes, he may not be the best in pass blocking. Obviously, he's more run blocking, but they need fucking good run blocking because Joe Mixon is just running into a brick wall every yeah. single time. So help him out, which will and help also, Joe Burrow out. I think I think that Joe Burrow injury last year is going to play on their minds um, For sure. when they're making this decision. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't overcomplicate it. Take the best tackle on the board, and someone that's going to help with the because we know Joe, Joe Mixon has heaps of potential. I mean, we've seen it. So help the fucking guy out, and help out your rookie quarterback who looked so fucking good. Um, and start protecting both of them. Nice pick. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, new at number six would have been Philadelphia, um, now Miami. Um, I think there's, you know, there's obviously loads they could do here. Um, but I think the, I think I totally agree with what you said about the receiver class. I think there's enough in this draft. They have, you know, the Dolphins have plenty of picks i think there's enough in this draft that they can get something a bit further down if they want to go there i think here they go for um the next best tackle or in some people's opinion the best tackle um in the draft uh rashawn slater um don't know uh, a lot about him i don't you know tend to watch offensive tackles much but from what i gather he can um he can play anywhere on that line um and that is that's something that's very useful and again just more things to more things to help to succeed um so i think that makes sense for them and if i'm if i'm their gm that's where i'm going mm-hmm. yep no i agree I, I i i just i don't think enough can be said for building through the lines like if you you i just don't think you can have enough if you've got a strong line you can pretty you can make an average quarterback look a lot better, and then obviously in turn the rest of the offense follows that. So I I, I agree. Protect you know get to a, a bit more help to protect him, give him a bit more time in the pocket because he 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 does need a bit of time in the pocket. He's not obviously the most gifted athletically. He's not obviously a bum by any stretch, but I, yeah I I think it's a good pick. Okay, um, and obviously, as we did speak about this before, number seven is going to be the Lions. And as I said, it it pains me to do this, but and I don't think they deserve it at all because they're you, fucking <laughs> horrible, horrible franchise. I love that they don't deserve it. I think that's great. I I, they don't. I actually I agree. They don't deserve. They don't deserve nice things. <laughs> they don't, especially <laughs> receivers. I guess, which is a position close to my heart. Um, I would just love to see Jamar Chase go to someone that's cooler, uh, more deserving. 
uh, more exciting. I guess the, the thing any other team, <laughs> any any team, even like Jet. I'd happy you know Jets now because at least there's some you know hype around their future. Maybe the Lions will be at this point in a year or two, but they're definitely not at it now. And I can't stand Jared Goff as a quarterback. So unfortunately for Jamar Chase, he's going to be going to the Lions if he's number pick seven and he's still on the board. Yeah. I think it's a good pick for the Lions. I really do. But um, <laughs> uh, right, so number eight, number eight, we have the Panthers. Uh, right, this was a bit of a tough one for me. I'm going to be honest because I think this was the first time that I abandoned my. Um, if I was the GM, what would I do? <laughs> but. Um, I still think I'm just I still stand by. I think they go Trey Lance here. I think um, I think uh, people whose opinion I respect think that Mac Jones is a better player, um, but I think that the way Matt Rule wants to play football, I think Trey Lance could be a good fit for that um, if he is as talented as they say he is. So. I won't say any more on it, but um, oh, yeah, I think, well, actually, I'm going to say more. You're going to say more. I'm not going to say more, but here I'm about to say some more of it. I think, look, he's obviously got talent. Um, I know yeah. I was quite scathing of him last week, but he's obviously got talent. And um, yeah, I think he makes sense with Matt Rule, what Matt Rule's trying to do there. So um, yeah, I'll go there. Okay. Yeah. He, I, he's one of those guys, you're drafting him on his potential. I know you're drafting all of these guys on their potential. But he is one of those guys you're definitely drafting on what he could be, not what he's at right now. Yeah. Uh, if 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 you can mould him into obviously a more consistent passer, a more accurate passer, you've you've obviously you know you found your diamond in the rough, so to speak. Although picking someone at eight, it's not such a a diamond in the rough. Um, which would then lead us on to number nine, which would be the Denver Broncos, which oh, they're also in a similar position, I guess. Um, to the Panthers, they are quarterback needy. I'm out on Drew Lock. I I reserve judgment for a while, but I, I just it, like we've seen with him. If he can rein it in a little bit, then he could. I think he could be averagely successful. But he's always going for it. He throws way too many interceptions. He's got too much talent on that offense to be as bad as he was. So I'm out. And in comes Mac Jones, who I think is a pretty pro-ready quarterback. And the only thing I was thinking, obviously, with Panthers taking Trey Lance, they've got Joe Brady. Joe Brady's their OC, isn't he? Mm, yeah. And I do wonder whether, obviously, he looks at Mac Jones and he's he's more in line with, obviously, what he had with Joe Burrow at LSU. And I wonder whether they maybe take him but obviously you're in charge and you've taken Trey Lance so <laughs> that leaves Denver Broncos I think you know take the next best quarterback off the board um I think it's a game. nice fit I think a nice fit for them as well because mm. you know their offense wasn't particularly exciting um they just need someone to come in and run it consistently and well yeah. and it seems like Mac Jones could do that um, yeah potentially um, a lot better than Drew Locke I think a lot, I, I 100% a lot better than Drew Locke. And I think, you know, you've got Albert O, Jerry Judy, uh, Noah Fan. Obviously, the running game is, is not awful. 
Um, you can uh, obviously you could you could probably easily upgrade from Melvin Gordon. Obviously, they've got KJ Hamler, who I quite like. Yeah. So I think you know you bring and obviously they signed their um, who was it on O line? They signed to a big contract recently. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but they yeah. I think you slot Mac Jones in, and I think it, I think it's a good fit for them. Yeah. I think they would be lucky for him to fall to them at that point in the draft. Um, which leads us on to number 10, who you're going to pick for. And then we're going to wrap it up at that and we'll do another 10, maybe the next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up from there. So over to you for your number 10 pick for your beloved Cowboys. <laughs> right. So this, you, you know how uh, Detroit, it hurt you sending uh, <laughs> the Detroit. This hurts me, but for different reasons. Um, if I'm the Cowboys at 10, and first of all, if though if both those tackles are gone, because I think that is their priority, would be to make some improvements on that offensive line. But if I'm the Cowboys and at ten Kyle Pitts is still on the board and those tackles are gone, I am rubbing my hands because um, I think he could make that offense unbelievable. <laughs> I guess um, playing devil's advocate. Um... Do they need more receiving help? No, but they, he's too good to miss. He's too good to miss, but also they he's still he's still a tight end. Kyle Pitts is still a tight end, so they're still gonna. I, I they need tight end help. I think. Um, maybe uh, yeah. I, I I take your point, but I think the talent here probably outweighs. They're not they're not gonna go. They won't go receiver. You know, we've still got some really decent receivers on the board. Um, but, you know, people are comparing him to, like, Darren Waller and stuff and saying he could be even greater yeah. than that. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, even you put, like, a Darren Waller in that Cowboys offense. Where's the ball going? Do you know what I mean? Like, who who do you who do you go to first? You know, C.D. Lamb, uh, Amari Cooper, Gallup looked great at times last year. Then you've got... Zeke and and uh, Pollard, Tony and, Pollard. Yeah. oh man, it, and then you know with Dak running that, um, yeah, yeah, and I Mike think, McCarthy, I think what they, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, all in all the place. <laughs> but um, as I said, if if um, Sewell or Slater were still on the board, I think they'd have to go there first because um, their run game was tragic last year. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they've got some O-line problems. And maybe there's some other O-line guys that I haven't looked at enough, but I just got excited when I got to 10 and saw Pitts and stuff <laughs> on the ball. Yeah, it's, it's not as fun when you're trying to pick, um, when you've got to pick like a, a tackle or a guard or a centre. Mm. It's much more fun to be able to take, obviously, offensive guys or DBs or edge rushers. So yeah. I, I don't blame you for taking Pitts. Um, also, Pitts didn't drop a ball last year. Really? Did not drop a ball. Well, that Florida offense was low-key loaded. Yeah. With Kadarius Tony, um, obviously Pitts. They had there was another receiver that they have whose name's escaping me at the minute. One of um, their um, coaches has gone to Philly now as well. Nick Sirianni oh, really? just, just hired him. Yeah, so he was one of their. I, I don't know what position coach he was last year there but um yeah so they were definitely pretty loaded on the down low but yeah didn't drop a ball man that is that is 
an impressive stat for for anyone. Yeah, he's a he's a beast. Um, yeah, I think that probably wraps us up for today. Anything else you wanted to add to the mix? No, no, no. I think that's no. uh, all good for me. Yeah, we'll do the next. I guess we'll do the next ten next week. No final words for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Stop getting your willy out. <laughs> Just get stay off the massage table, man. There's always some it. weird shit like that, isn't it? Oh man, I need a massage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I won't say any more on that. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. That'll do us for today. Excellent. Right. See you soon. See you soon. That was another episode of Spider Two Y podcast in the can. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope to see you next episode.